0: Welcome, welcome everyone to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza. And as always, today we have a very special, high energy and wonderful show in store for you. Joining me from Las Vegas, Nevada today is Kelly Fisher, my very special guest. Kelly Fisher is a renowned hypnotherapist that is changing the world as we speak. Known for his no nonsense, no fluff, and quick results, Kelly is a highly sought after professional. Passionate about ending mental suffering, Kelly has co-authored numerous books to get the message out. He has taught us programs from stage. As an entrepreneur himself, Kelly understands the power of overcoming self-doubt and anxiety. Kelly has 23 years experience helping people get control of their thought, feeling, emotion process for dramatic, lifelong results. And Kelly's life motto, something that I love, slow your mind down to the speed you're living. Kelly, welcome to Decide to Transform.
1: (laughs) Tomas, thank you so much for having
0: me. This is a real pleasure and I've been looking forward to our conversation for a number of reasons. Uh, Number one is energy and passion are two words that I think of when I think of you personally and I think of the the drive and the work that you do here as a hypnotherapist, as people working through anxiety and, and deep personal stress in life, which we can all relate to. So, you know, in general, you, you know, how did you come to work with anxiety as a subject matter?
1: Um, well, first of all, it's, it's funny you say that high energy, because uh, in my study, we have high emos and high physicals, emotionals, and I'm a very high emotional. I mean, I'm a very quiet thinker. <laughs> when I get on this subject, as you know, I get amped up. I, also, I watch yes. my stuff back. I'm like, I'm a high physical when I get you know, everything gets flowing. It's funny that it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's almost like a performance change. I get all amped up of talking about this stuff. So I enjoy so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, well, the, I mean, the beginning of anxiety, well, I started as a. I went to a hypnotherapist way back in the day when I was young, I had anger management problems myself. So I went, so I have to listened to this guy on the radio every Sunday and I realized, Oh my God, he's in LA. He's right here. And so I went to see him. And sure enough, it helped me to the degree. Like I was walking through my apartment in Hollywood and some guy walked by me and like shoulder bumped me real hard. And I just went to my car. And when I opened the door, I turned around and go, Hmm. I would have been really angry right there. I think this stuff's working. There's something to this hypnosis stuff. And that mm-hmm. led me on to, I wanted to become the hypnotherapist myself to really help people change. And so okay. I was probably like, I was about seven, eight years into my practice, when I, my hypnotherapy practice. And first wife of 14 years, just literally just walked out, just walked mm. out. And it was just, I say pulled the rug off from pulled the world out from underneath my feet. It was just, no. it was, it was, I'd never had anxiety up until that point. I'd literally laid in bed, stared at the ceiling all night long. I could not shut my mind off, just got up, went to work. I was a zombie for hmm. weeks, if not a couple months. And I just literally just laid there one day in the lazy boy chair. I said, just come take me a few. I can't do this no more. I could not shut off my mind. I was so out of balance. And then when I'd come up on the other side after meditating or sleeping or going unconscious for <laughs> a couple hours or a couple days, I'd come up on the other side and go, Oh, okay. It's not that bad. And then boom, it would hit me again. Like, ah. oh. And so I started like piecing together how I can get out of this myself. And that developed into a whole program, my anxiety solution program, my six week online training program. It was all developed from that because I thought, you know, what is this anxiety? Because like I said, I never had it up until that point how is it controlling my thoughts? I'm a hypnotherapist for God's sakes. This is, this is insane. So mm. I started piecing together what worked for me and what really got me back on my feet moving forward. And I put it together as a program.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. And how long ago was this when this anxiety really began to hit you? Um,
1: wow. What, what year are we in? That was
0: Oh, I don't know actually. <laughs> Listeners, Ten, what year are we on here?
1: Yeah, Ten, 12 years ago. Okay, we talking about yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, so, yeah
0: okay, very- yeah. So th- that was um, it was a little while ago. And what what do you suppose then? Yeah, uh, you know, because it was years ago, you've had yeah. um years to process, obviously. But um, you know what um what do you suppose brought on the intense anxiety?
1: Um, loss of control. Okay. Loss of control of the situation, loss of control of my thought process for sure. Um, All right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because like working with clients, it doesn't matter exactly, when they come in it's interesting because it doesn't matter exactly the trigger. My, my motto when I work with clients one-on-one, I say, let's get healthy now and move forward. If we have to go back in the past a little bit, if we have to go back and change triggers, we will. But I don't go back and stir things up unless we need that information or we need to replace the trigger. So uh, one of my uh, recent clients, she uh, had a panic attack 10 years ago and has not driven on the freeway in 10 years. Went to a psychiatrist for three years, put her on medication for a year. I said, did you get any closer to the freeway? She said, no. (laughs) I said, said, we're gonna get you there. And so moving forward with her specifically, I didn't, I I got information about the event 10 years ago, but that was it. We moved forward. I never brought it up again. We didn't go back there. There was no triggers now currently. So it's interesting that I think people sometimes, well, especially when they come see me personally and privately, they're, they're, they're telling that story over and over again. So it's almost their vibration of telling the story in the now and nothing to do with the past. So a lot of times I don't have to go digging because let's change your story right now, reprogram you. And then we'll see if something pops up. If something comes up, we'll replace it as we go forward.
0: Okay, yeah, well, uh, you, you're talking a little bit here about the process that you take people through, and yeah. I'd love to have you elaborate, if you don't mind, on, sure. on replacing the story. What does yeah. that look like? What do you mean by replacing the um, story?
1: Tell a new story is, a, 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 I have a little video series, a three-part video series about how to manifest, and tell a, it's laser focus and tell a new story. And those are the two keys in my my little training that I did. Uh, tell a new story is you're literally. Um, there's a great Zen story where there was a Zen master walking through the woods uh, with a with his app- young apprentice with him, and they came up to this woman, and I get, you. Know, I they weren't supposed to touch a woman or, or do certain things, so he, the woman couldn't cross the little river bank. She was she was injured, so the monk picked her up walked her across, set her on the other side. And then they were were walking along the road for another while. And the young apprentice said, I can't believe you touched that woman and picked her up and helped her. And uh, the uh, Zen monk said, Oh, I set her down at the other side of the river bend. You're still carrying her. Mm -hmm. And that's what tell a new story. You're still telling the same story. So the story that happened 10 years ago isn't, affecting you in your subconscious mind because it happened 10 years ago it's affecting you because you just talked about it this morning with somebody you're keeping that vibration alive you are you people think they're the story they think they're that roof chatter in their head that constantly constantly loops over and over again people actually identify with that and they identify with their problems a lot of times when i'm on stage i take my big magic wand and wave it i said if i took away all your problems right now who would you be and i just stand there silent and everyone's kind of looking around like <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Would I be? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you gotta learn to tell your yeah. story. at first it's gonna feel like you're making it up. At first it's gonna feel like a lie. But then very short period of time you're gonna realize, hmm, they're both kind of lies. I'm both kind of I'm making a bold story. So it's like a misuse of imagination. If you're gonna tell a story, yeah. let's tell the good one.
0: <laughs> well, I like that. Yeah. If you're gonna tell a story, let's make it a good one. And uh, you know, this is really interesting. This is resonant that the 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 idea that you're still carrying yes yeah i love that story about the zen set it down yeah yeah it's
1: about it's like the same same concept as grief grief is like a a heavy suitcase set it down
0: you don't Mm -hmm. need to
1: carry that no more you know
0: why do you suppose then that people keep carrying it
1: uh specifically like with something like grief or anger like in that category they want or expect a uh an apology from somebody else or they, they want something to happen outside of themselves. And so they're actually giving away their power by holding mm-hmm. on to that because they do have the power to set it down. but so many humans, they want to be right instead of happy. Well, I should I should be angry, I should carry this because I'm right. Well, yes, technically you're right. but what you're saying is, you wouldn't have treated you like that other person treated you. So you're angry at that, but you're never going to get that apology from the other person. Even if they do, it's not going to resonate with you because you didn't give it to yourself. You could learn to give that apology to yourself because you're, you wouldn't have treated someone that way. Set down the guilt. Set down that bag, and just move forward with it, and just not be be okay with nobody else knowing you were right. <laughs> You'd rather be happy, <laughs> you know? What yeah. I
0: mean? Okay. Well, now this is something we're on to a lot of different deep psychological <laughs> traits that are universal. Yeah. I mean, they are they're universal to people. And yeah. um, so, uh, in your experience, why do you suppose that all of us and yeah. each and every one of us wants something to happen? Outside of ourselves,
1: we don't realize the power we're bringing to the table. We don't realize that we are the radio signal signaling out, just like law of attraction. That's what they're talking about. Yeah. And what's bouncing back is your signal. It's like, well, my life sucks. It's going well. Yeah, your thought, feeling, and emotion process. Your mm-hmm. your antenna's off. It's like, of course you're not going to hear the good life station. You're not tuning into it. <laughs> you're projecting out. So you got to realize. You gotta get the, the, the horse in front of the cart. You are sending out, I send out vibes. So when I walk into a room, I'm so relaxed. I'm so, I and mean, actually a lot of times people are intimidated by that. I'm so relaxed. Like, are you okay? What's wrong? I'm like, um, if I felt any better, I'd be asleep right now. I'm so relaxed. <laughs> but thanks <Yeah>. for asking.
0: <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. well, um, so I love this. We don't realize the power that we're bringing to the table. So, yeah. so true, what mm-hmm. would be your, your top pieces, if it's more than just one, of advice or suggestions for people to just even begin to realize well. the power?
1: Yeah. I mean, if it's your course of study, if you're a seeker, if you're looking for this information, you know, you're going to start to piece it together. And I always say, if, if I talk about out of body experience or UFOs or some kind of levels of vibration, you just think it's crazy. Well, just file that away because you're learning, you're seeking. And then, and then all of a sudden you'll start to see these, these maps kind of overlay. Like you said, it's relatable to a lot of people, even though we kind of shifted topic a little bit, they all blend together. So as you study this, you start to realize, hmm, there is a thread of truth that runs through all this. And when you realize that, it's, it's one of the most important things is you, you just have to meditate. You have to slow your mind down. That, that conscious roof chatter, like Einstein said, we can't fix the problem from the level of focus that caused the problem, right. from the level of mind. That's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I always say you can't fix this broken screwdriver with this broken screwdriver. You need another tool. So the conscious part of the mind is out of control. That's the one that thinks we're going to walk into a room and be less than and judge everyone and all that conscious roof chatter that bounces around your head. You have to shut that off. You have to realize deep down inside, oh my God, I am not that roof chatter. And all of a sudden you're watching the roof chatter go by like it's a a CNN scroll going by. It's just, you know, that talk, 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 talk. I call it the yip, yip dog in the corner. All right. Trying to get your attention. And you realize that's not you. You don't have to entertain those thoughts anymore. You don't have to believe everything you think. You could you could choose which thoughts to think. I call it original thought.
0: Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, this is great. The yip yip dog. We, we all have a yip yip dog. Um, yes. Right. I, I, and yeah. you know, in your experience, then meditation has been, you know, if not the solution, one of the top solutions to dealing with the yip yip dog. So for people that are listening that don't have an active meditation practice or they're not really familiar with it how does it work to deal with the dog the yip yip dog
1: well i mean you know you could start with youtube or you know try to seek out a teacher that teaches it but Mm -hmm. um just just closing your eye if you try to meditate on your own just close your eyes that yip yip dog's going to get faster and louder and as long Uh, as you know as long as you know that going in (laughs) it's good what do we what are you doing we don't have time for this new age crap wake up we got work to do (laughs) and and that's going to get louder i i i Like in the uh, the conscious mind, the yip-yip dog to a radar on a ship. It's going boop, 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 looking for trouble. That's your conscious mind. That's its job, and that's okay. It's just when it doesn't find trouble in between the boops, all of a sudden, what humans do, they kind of fill in the gap with negative. Unfortunately, we default to negative, so it's like, well, there's no real trouble, but what if? What if that happened and then they go down this path and they're out of c- control with it so that yip-yip dog is the radar and understand that it's actually doing its job but when it's when your mind is uh when your your mind is a horrible master but your mind is a beautiful servant when that yip-yip dog is a master you're at you're at its bay you do whatever it says you think other people are thinking stuff about you <laughs> whatever it talks to you you believe it's real but when that's in, when you are the master of the mind Now it's your servant. Now I can control my mind. I can control my thoughts. I can shift my, I get some negative thoughts. I sit down and I just, I I consciously, purposely change it. A lot of Mm -hmm. times I don't even have to go into meditation because I've been doing it my whole life. I can do it consciously. It's just, it's just harder to do consciously, especially when you're starting out. You just can't do it consciously when you're starting out.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people can relate to that and yeah. that this is something that, uh, that meditation teachers, anybody that works in this line of work has heard is I can't, or I don't have time or uh, I just don't have <laughs> the ability right, right. to do that. And, you know, you clearly have been doing it for a long time. And uh, let's, let's circle back here if we could sure. to uh, the anxiety that arose about 10 or 12 years ago uh-huh. with um with the dissolution of your marriage with with right. your first wife here <clears throat> that was pretty severe it wasn't was. it just, yeah and it just came it sounds like it came upon you very suddenly
1: yeah i liken it to like all of a sudden someone turned the lights out and you're in a pillow fight and just, you're getting Mm -hmm. hit from every side. You don't know what the hell's going on. It was, it was dark. Yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And, and then, so how did that, um, how'd that show up? You know, because I know there are a lot of listeners that have dealt with this before they may be dealing with it now. Um, And if you're listening to this, um, let's, let's pay attention to how this shows up and what Kelly, what you did about it. So, you know, what was this like? when it all of a sudden just showed up on you?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a, a bit technical side of it, the conscious mind is, as you know, the, the brainwave frequency mm-hmm. is racing so high that when your thoughts, if it saves, I guess, just general one, one to 10, just for scale purposes. It's 10 is a really high racing kind of, oh my God, can I make it through the day? But normal stress, but not, it's, it's, you're, it's amped up too high. What I went through, it's more like a, it's, it's like a scale of 1,000. Oh. My, the mind was racing so fast and so out of control that it was just, um, it just it, it, it feels like there's no way out. It feels like there's no way nobody could know what you're going through. And I do, I, I come across that with a lot of my clients. It's mm-hmm. like there's no way you can understand what's going on right now. And I, I do because I've been through it. But right. it, it, it's racing so high that what happens is it, it kicks in the fight or flight. The mind can only handle so much and dumps it into the body. That's what I call the anxiety circle. Heart starts racing a or b you're trying you're etherically leaning like Stuart wilde calls it etherically leaning and i love the way he describes that you're Mm -hmm. you're literally leaning towards the future that's why your heart is racing you're trying to get there your mind is so far out in front with negative thoughts your body is literally trying to catch up with it you're out of balance fight or flight the heart rate's pounding you can't sleep it's just it's just such a out of balance uh etheric focus that it starts with the mind racing the body follows and it's just this anxiety loop that just seems impossible to break and it was just it was i went through a two two or three months of that level before i just sat in a lazy boy chair and said just come come get me come take me because i I can't do this no more okay (laughs) it it was that bad
0: yeah and when you were sitting in the chair and you said that was that for you the turning point
1: it was not it was not i I would go unconscious i would sleep i didn't know what time it was what day it was and i'd come Mm. up the other side middle of the day sometime and you know, I kind of have enough energy to get back to work. And then I go, oh, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden it hit me like, oh shit, dude, it'd come up again. But then I started to have those gaps what I call them, where I felt better just a little longer when I got up and then it would hit me. And I thought, what's this gap? Where How can I control this? And I came up with part of my anxiety solution was fork in the road. And every time a fork in the road, every time I went down that negative path, I knew what was down there and I still did it. And I thought if I could design a deep breath, fork in the road, let's stop right here and choose to go down this positive path, even though we don't know what's down there. At least it's a positive path, and it's uh, that's where, that fork in the road was one of the main parts of the anxiety solution, to get in control of it right when it starts.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, well, and then what do people do to take the more positive fork in the road then?
1: Um, first of all, stop the negative fork. <laughs> all right yeah abraham hicks talks about uh, i love their analogy they say if the train's going 100 miles an hour the <laughs> wrong way it's not going 100 miles an hour the other way that quick <laughs> in a heartbeat you know what i mean so True. we slow the train down we think positive we go general we say okay everything's fine you know my boy's healthy we got a brand new car all right i just got a bass guitar to relive my childhood I'm, I'm talking personal here looking around my office <laughs> and it's like okay things are good I'm, I'm centered i'm healthy i just got back from the gym literally uh, everything's good, so I brought myself back to a general place instead of that negative fork, and then mm-hmm. that's the pivot point of the fork. Now we can start to think positive. So we slow that train down to a stop, get back to the now. Everything's okay now. Now I could think positive. The train's going the other direction. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and and then so how did you how did you access that kind of of. Well, that mentality, that consciousness, how did you access that when you were full on in this anxiety? What, what switched for you?
1: I think one of the parts like you asked when I sat in that chair was a turning point. It wasn't a turning point in the good way yet, but it uh, was, I gave up. I let go. Uh, yes. I let go of that battle. I let go of the battle. I tried to battle my head back into straightness. And like Einstein said, I couldn't fix it from that level. And so, but when you're in it, nobody knows what you're going through because your heart's pounding. It's just, yeah, it's horror. I, I was literally driving home on the freeway. I was doing almost a hundred miles an hour. And I thought if I just cranked this w- real light right now, it's cranking no. it off the freeway. That roof chatter would stop. I would stop. I mean, this is, I was trying to, fit, I mean, this is, like I said, this was a dark place. And so when I, when I work with people, I don't, I don't take none of this lightly of, of the drama and the, And the the out of balance, the out of balance story that people are going through. They feel it physically in their body. And I know it all too well. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You've experienced it. You just mentioned the incident where you were driving on the freeway. What stopped you? What stopped you from yanking the wheel?
1: Um, Because I knew it would be over, I knew it was a solution, but. Mm. I said I can't, I can't I can't go out like that. I I tell people if I, I I wanted to jump off the roof of my building when I lived in Hollywood at the same time I said mm-hmm. if I had the balls I would have jumped off. I didn't have the balls to jump off. I just did. I literally went up to the top of the roof of my building. Okay. And looked over the edge. I thought, well there's here's a solution too. That, that it will work there too. And so I mean I had a couple solutions, but uh, that's how extreme it was. And I thought, no, I I just didn't have the balls to do it, but I thought, no, I just I, God, I've been, I've been I've been studying how the mind works my whole life. I, I can't uh-huh. go out like this. I can't go out like this.
0: Okay. Yeah, and this is interesting because I th- I think you referenced this earlier. So let's clarify. At that point, you were already doing hypnosis, correct?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Eight, okay. eight years at that point.
0: All right. And had you yeah. been doing this professionally, then you were already a hypnotherapist? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been, I've been studying the mind my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. This, this is my course of study. And just for me... To, for me to get hit that hard in the gut, I I just I can imagine what people go through that don't have any of these tools, I couldn't imagine.
0: Yes, um, it's more common, I, I think, than any of us cares to imagine, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Which part, what do you mean? Uh,
0: well, people getting so deep into anxiety that they're thinking of ending it.
1: Yeah, it, it is the end of the scale. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, like I say, after the extreme anxiety, when it turns inwards, uh, that's where depression comes from. It usually mm-hmm. starts with an inward anger, you can't control depression, literally the word depression, we depress our own emotions so far down that our circle gets so small, the heart rate gets faster and just it, it's a lonely world and you just don't think anybody knows what you're going through, it's, it's it's a horrible feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah, it isn't so many people have have been through that right. to one degree or another, uh, It's it's relatively common so, you know you had been a hypnotherapist and working directly, professionally and experientially with the mind, then this hits you. So did you have any particular um, teachers or outside help that um, that you really found helped pull you through this?
1: Um. I think it was accumulative, I think, because I have been studying this my whole life, and I had my first private hypnotherapist that I went to when I got into it, and just listened to Abraham Hicks every day when I run on the treadmill, and just okay. know, just a constant focus of positive stuff that I, that's what I said, I said, I, I, I know this stuff, why can't I control this? This is amazing.
0: Hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about that, because I know people can relate to being a professional, and um, having something happened to them right. that happens to their clients right. all the time. So right. how, how did that feel for you to be a professional hypnotherapist? And then boom, you're in real serious anxiety and depression.
1: Yeah. I I, I don't think I had the conscious bandwidth to even think about that, to be honest with you. It okay. Was, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So out of balance that I didn't have that that calm roof chatter going, well, is this, you know, let's analyze this for a minute. <laughs> I mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't have that ability. <laughs> so uh, it, 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 that didn't come till I started coming up the other side. Then I had these gaps where I was like, okay, just, I'm okay for a few minutes and boom, Yeah. a, minutes, I said a couple hours and a couple hours and I said a couple days. Okay. Deep breath. I think I'm coming out of this. So okay. until I started coming out of it, then the conscious mind started going, you got this. Okay. You're, and mm-hmm. then I just, I didn't. I didn't purposely put together the program from that. But when I did get clear, we'll call it, I just thought, what? What helped me get out of there? What? What? I was working with another teacher. I think we were trying to do some online work or something. And she's like, "Well, your personal story is everything." I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't talk about it. I don't want to go there. I don't even think about it no more." She's like, "No, that's it. That is everything." And so I started looking at it. I'm like. Yeah, that was pretty heavy and I did get out of it. So it wasn't until years later until I was working with a coach and she goes, no, that's you. You better look at that. So I went back and analyzed it after that.
0: Yeah. Now, did you find that as you were beginning to work your way out, did you find that patience was a challenge for you or did that come easily?
1: Uh, Patience that I wanted to get over it completely or just, yeah. Uh, Yeah. it didn't because I was so happy to have those positive gaps, so okay. i wasn't impatient because I was just so happy to feel normal even for a day, so you know it was uh, i wanted of course I wanted to keep going, but I was just like okay let's just keep moving it wasn't i wasn't impatient at all because I was just so happy to feel slightly good again
0: okay well, and then so what would you say then uh, you know if you had one piece of advice to to give to someone who is really really feeling it Mike where you were when you were on the chair right what do you tell somebody that's in that deep of anxiety um just uh, it's it's god it's so
1: tough it's such a tough spot but
0: I will bet you
1: try you have to try to find a professional someone that's Mm. Like me that's been through it, or someone that completely understands how the mind works and where you're at, it's, and it's tough to open up at that stage, so it's, it's even tough advice to give because I, I, I've been there, and it's, that's the last thing I felt like doing at that time was pick up a phone and, and really look for help. But you know yeah. you know friends and family, they have no idea. I, I, my client, even with the freeway panic. I was working with her and she's like, yeah, my husband's a great guy, but he's like, get over it. Just drive on the freeway. What's wrong with you? So, you know, <laughs> friends and family are like that. <laughs> so they're, mm-hmm. that's, they're not really going to help you. So, but uh, there, there are professionals out there that, I guess the main thing is you really feel like no, there's no way on earth. Nobody knows what you're going through. And I know that feeling and there yeah. are, there are a lot of people who have been through it. A lot of people know exactly what you're feeling. And so, of that little circle that gets so small on you that anxiety the depression that little circle you don't want to talk to anybody because your circle's so small understand that yes people have felt that they have been through it and that's it's hard to understand when your circles so tight and your head's spinning so fast
0: yes yeah 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 it, it, it really is and uh, yeah. you know I wanted to thank you for elaborating on that because I yeah. know that there are people that are listening who are, are either touched by this directly themselves or they have a friend sure. or a family member or sure. somebody who yeah. is in this situation. So right. I mean definitely reach out for help and um yeah you're you're not alone. Yeah. No question about that. Right. But yeah, I, I when you're like in I the throes it, of it, it yeah, feels like I, it. Yeah. It,
1: yeah, it's, it feels like the last thing you want to do is share what you're feeling with somebody. For God's sake,s it's <laughs> you know, like such a, you feel like such a weak, vulnerable place. So the last thing you want to do is open up and say, "Look how messed up I am." <laughs> it's you know, it's it's tough. It's a tough call. But yeah, you know, I, was gonna, I was gonna say I had so many clients that you wouldn't believe that their partner or people in their life just said, "Just get over it." And I thought, well, you can't. That's why you're here with me. But so, you know, people people are kind of well intended. They don't know they they don't have they don't they don't have it. Why is doesn't even make sense just get on the freeway just drive what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, and and you know everybody's having um, their own version of of experience, and uh, you know right. it just never fails that someone would say, "Hey, just get on the freeway, just drive," and they might yeah. be doing something um, has, that they're really hesitant to do or they're afraid of something that if comes easily to you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 So then uh, you know, as you began to cam- come out of this, you mentioned that you know you didn't really. Consciously develop the course that you work right. with. Now it just sort of organically showed up. So at I what point did you really begin teaching this?
1: Um, I didn't really teach this until years later when I was working with a coach, and she said, okay. you know, no, no, you got to turn around and analyze that. You got to talk about it. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. She's like, she had some signature speech program or something. I signed up with this coach, and okay. I said, Well, I don't really, I don't know if I have a signature speech. She goes, we started talking, she goes, oh my God, are you kidding me? She goes, you have to, you have to talk about that. You have to bring it up. It was amazing that you got over it. Are you kidding? That's, you know, how many people are going to help? And so I thought, mm-hmm. all right, let's turn around and open that wound up again. This is going to suck, but here we go. Well,
0: well and, and here you are on yeah. a worldwide internet <laughs> audience here, but and, and we all appreciate you yeah. being here. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you've got a motto that I mentioned in the intro I want to talk a little bit about this because there's a lot of richness to this and again your motto is slow your mind down to the speed you're living would you tell us more about that
1: yes all all your power is in the now and the example I give with anxiety because when I put together my program and did go back and study it I looked up definitions of anxiety and I couldn't find any. They used the word anxiety in the definition. You can't use that. So I literally, from working with clients and going through it myself, I came up with my own definition. It's where you're at centered in the physical universe and where your mind is projected into the future, most likely a negative thought, that gap between those two is anxiety. That is an anxiety gap. And the only way you can control it is I teach control, reduce, and end. And as you get to end, that's back to now again so when you if you could literally slow your mind down to the speed you're living mean not try to catch it what if it's way out in the future it's negative if you could take a deep breath and pull everything literally back now you're back mm. in control you're back in control
0: okay. okay yeah yeah and slowing it down so yeah would, would you mind for for our listeners then I'm just talking a little bit about that anxiety gap it's a gap mm-hmm. specifically between um, you, you just said it, but just uh, for in case people didn't catch it, what is that a gap between?
1: Hey, Tomas, we froze for a second. You still
0: got me? I do. I've got you loud and clear here. Yes. So then tell us a little bit more again then, if you wouldn't mind, Kelly, about the anxiety gap that you just referenced, what's that a gap between, again, for our listeners? It's,
1: yeah, I, it's where you're sitting at in the physical universe and where your mind is projected in the future with a negative thought racing, that gap is anxiety. And I teach people to control what you're in control of, reduce and end. That's my system of control, reduce and end to get rid of that anxiety gap because you can never control that future thought, especially from a negative standpoint or anything, you can't control that future event. You can never control the future event because it's future. So, especially when you're thinking negative and you start leaning, like Stuart Wilde calls it, etheric leaning. That's what he's talking about. Your etheric body is leaning. So if you looked at me in the physical universe, I'd be here, but my etheric body's going, oh my God, I got to get there. What's happening? It's so bad. And then the heart rate picks up, fight or flight kicks in. So people just live like this out of balance. Not only are you trying to control that anxiety gap, but that fight or flight, when you're in fight or flight all the time, you're fight or flighty. Your, arm, your blood's literally going to the arms and legs. And what's leaving your visceral organs open for dis-ease. When Mm -hmm. we're not at ease, we can't have disease in the body. So Mm -hmm. there's we're perpetually out of that balance. So we're always in that state. And that's just that's why people are burnt out, they're fatigued, you know, they can't sleep at night. It's all because Mm -hmm. of trying to control that uncontrollable gap.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that you point out. Yeah, I think that's a handy visual. But there's a gap between the present and the future. So why is everybody living so much in the future? I mean, what's going on with that? Well, I mean, it's
1: good to like I tell you, I got a whiteboard over here, a map, a calendar. I got two clipboards. It's okay to. I'm planning out my future. I'm writing, you know, day by day. I'm, I'm working on projects as you are, and it's mm-hmm. okay to do that. Uh, when you default to the negative, that's when it pulls you out of balance. You know okay. I mean? When you, when you go to the future and it's of, of a negative thought negative thought because the negative thoughts well the positive one isn't real either but the negative thought isn't real so we add to it we try to figure it out and then we add more negative so that out of balance is so it's it's usually in the negative because if, if we're sitting here talking about positive stuff in the future right. you're most likely not going to feel out of balance <laughs> you're gonna no. like, this, this is going to be great <laughs> so yeah, when it's negative when it, when you're <laughs> filling in those gaps like i talked about the radar you're filling in those gaps negatively, that's when it starts pulling you off center.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I mean, you just mentioned that the positive thoughts about the future aren't real either. But yeah, I mean, I think that functionally, as you just said, there's a difference between the two. So I love this. Again, the motto is slow your mind down to the speed you're living. And here we are again, circling back to... Meditation, which is exactly what I think about.
1: Yep. That's what it that's what it does. That's that's I I wanna say the only tool. If you're I mean, some people are just born like there's top athletes in the world that are just in the zone. They're like in a meditative zone and top business people. Like they they're there by default, by accident. But most people have to learn <laughs> this system <laughs> and get to. Yeah. Meditation is really the only like that roof cheddar I talked about. The only way to shut that off is meditation. You can't start there. That's the part that's out of control racing. You can't fix it from there. It's literally impossible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, you know, as someone that's meditated quite a bit, um, I can. I can attest to the fact that the mind chatter uh, is it's wild. It's yeah. insane, in fact, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and random, um, yeah. and, and, and all of that. Okay,
1: so- You know, it's funny, I, I was just gonna say, like uh, the yip-yip dog we were talking about. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, always, I always tell people, like the, the Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer, when he goes, "Yo, shh, no, shh, no, we're not doing that now, shh. And if you watch that show, he goes in and fixes the humans. The dogs mm-hmm. are never out of balance. The dog animals can't have anxiety. They can't think future thoughts. That's not the way it works. I had a client. She's like, no, you don't understand. My two dogs have separation anxiety. I'm like, that's impossible. They can't think future thoughts. Do tell what's happening when you get your suitcase. When I get my suitcases out, they go crazy. I'm like, what are you thinking when you get your suitcases out? She's like yeah, I'm anxious and out of balance. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're running around like crazy. Like, why is she like this? Why is she doing this? Why is she thinking of this? They, they can't think future thoughts. So, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and and human beings can. And, and we, we use it yes. all too often to mess, mess with ourselves. Yes. Right, which is yeah. putting it mildly. That's the PG-13 version, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, then, you know, with meditation, what does your meditation practice look like? Because you've been doing this. You've had results. What is your daily practice like?
1: um i usually meditate twice a day um okay. i have i i'm with another company they have my my uh all my meditations on a light and sound goggle machine which is hmm. really cool because it you know gets you know pulls the brainwave frequencies down with the fluttering and so i have i, I listen to he has like Yeah. You're asking specifically about my meditation practice and I, I do practice. I meditate twice a day. Um, I'm on this other platform with my meditations, this light and sound goggle machine. Okay. Uh, and so I got 20 meditations on there. He has like, I don't know, I think over 300. So there's so much to choose from. I, I do what, what I like to do is guided visualizations, meaning I'm speaking all the way through. And sometimes I just like to shut it off. I'll sit here, put some background music on right at my office desk and just close my eyes and just, empty my mind or just let it race until it empties i I like doing that also it's it's interesting practice that's that's why i usually start everybody out with a guided visualization because i am a hypnotherapist i I lead them through because if somebody just tried to like we talked about earlier if somebody just tried to meditate on their own that conscious mind is going to race like crazy it's going to speed up it's not going to let them not going to let them drop into meditation so that's why i like to start just i do a stairway technique a deepening technique a deep breath a white light healing i have i have this whole induction that i use every single time whether okay. i'm recording or live with a client because i'm leading them through the complete shut off of the physical body mm-hmm. and slowing everything down so much that we go to the deepening technique progressive relaxation technique and hypnotherapy Right down to the subconscious mind, and then, then we could start the reprogramming.
0: Okay. Well, it's just mentioned there are so many different ways for someone to approach this. What would you recommend to somebody who's never meditated before and they're curious? How would this person start?
1: Well, I, I would, I would get a meditation course, or, or you know, I mean, obviously YouTube has a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I try to find. Just start. Just start. Just look. Uh, Listen to something with headphones on that's gonna be like more like a guided visualization meditation, like I said, because if they're just gonna say, you know, just listen to the raindrops, you know, you listen to that raindrops for four seconds and you're on your problems already. It's you know what I mean? It's just not going right. It's just not gonna work. I have so many meditations that I purchased throughout the years just studying other people's stuff. And hmm. I have so many that I listened to that the guy said literally he goes, he goes, Okay, take a deep breath now. No, he goes, He goes. close your eyes, take several deep breaths. Now, I want you to think about it. I'm like, I didn't even inhale yet. Wait a second. <laughs> like, obviously, the guy never worked with somebody one-on-one. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, no, no, we got to. When I say take a deep breath, I take it with them. I count to three, I exhale with them. And that's why I love my job because I get to go into meditation every time Mm. I work with somebody.
0: Well, now that sounds like a really nice job to me. I could think (laughs) of worse. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I (laughs) I come
1: out the other side. I'm like, everyone's light as a feather right now because I know I am. Mm. Vibrations different, colors are different. You've literally reshifted your whole entire being by going into that deep meditation. Yeah, Yeah,
0: you really do. You actually literally remake yourself. You're not the same person coming out. Yes, that is wonderful. And all right, so you just painted a really, really good picture of what somebody that's working with you might experience should they Mm -hmm. choose to do it. So, Kelly, how can people reach out to you and make contact with you if they're curious about your work?
1: Sure, they can. uh, I have a beginner's guide to anxiety solution. It's a meditation and a three-part workshop on control, an okay. and end, just what like we were talking about. Yeah. So if they go to bestanxietysolution.com, they can get that free, uh, the audio and the three-part workshop. If they want to go directly and reach out to me, they can email me at globalmindstretch at gmail.com. And uh, we could set up a consultation and see what they need.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 And then, um, so then the free resources that you, that you just talked about, that's a free guided meditation yep. then. And, uh, is this uh, like an all levels meditation that anyone can access or?
1: Well, I, yeah, well, I call it the beginner's guide to mm-hmm. anxiety relief because in the first, like, The first five minutes I'm speaking, which I don't normally do in my my recorded meditations because I'm letting you know what you're about to experience, how to experience it. So it's really a beginner's guide meditation. And then we go through the whole meditation, the whole deepening technique and get you into that place, relaxed place. But it's just a little more explaining in the beginning is why I call it uh, introduction, uh, you know, introduction guide to anxiety. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, and then this is available then on your website, which is bestanxietysolution.com. And your email, just to confirm, is all one word, globalmindstretch at gmail.com. All right. This is how you all listening can reach Kelly and take this a step further. So Kelly, one more thing before we wrap up, I really appreciate your coming on the show and sharing this with us today, because I know this touches a lot of people's lives directly. And if it doesn't touch them, then it affects a friend or a colleague or a family member. This is a very personal subject to anyone. And if people are going through this right now, before we wrap up here, yeah, any thoughts or suggestions for them, whether they're going through it, and then I guess also for people that know somebody?
1: Right. The bottom line is you can't go through it alone. Mm-hmm. The conscious mind that's out of control, that's constantly racing and telling you bad stuff and you believe it, that system, you can't just switch it off. You just... I wish you could I wish there was a way I wish I found out a way <laughs> you, you just mm-hmm. can't turn that off and you have to meditate you have to learn up you have to you have to like we talked about talk to talk to somebody that's been there talk to somebody that's you know that's hey man I'm I, I can't tell you how many male business owners that came through my doors that said I don't know where I'd be if I didn't talk to you mm-hmm. he's like I don't share I don't share my with my wife my friends nothing he's like you know you're supposed to be especially in, the, uh, in that situation the man the macho guy you're supposed to handle everything so i'm not going to reach out for help and and their life completely changed when they reached out uh, with help so uh, it was tough for them because they're you know macho alpha males and one of them carried a weapon He was a security guard for you know, high-end music stars and rappers and Every flight, he had flight anxiety and every flight, he'd lay his head down his wife's lap and, oh, I'm just sleeping. I'm tired. <laughs> oh, couldn't, yeah. even share- couldn't even share with her what he was going through. So.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. help
1: out there. There's help.
0: Right. There is. There's help out there and reach out. Okay. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure. And it has been, as we advertised up front, high energy and full of really valuable information and tips for people. And that, uh, you know, you've done a really great job here talking about your own experience and, and how that has led you to want to serve others. So thank you so much for joining me here today.
1: Uh, thanks for having me. This was awesome.
0: All right, guys, this has been Decide to Transform with my special guest, Kelly Fisher, and everyone have a great rest of your day, wherever you are. And thank you for tuning in. Bye bye now.